The Test of Persevering Faith and Prayer Author and speaker Eric Ludi talks about a few basic types of faith tests through which God often allows us to walk. I will expound upon these here as it's so important to learn to hold on in faith and trust God even when He doesn't work as quickly as we expect. Test 1. When God Appears Silent in Matthew 15, 22-28, we find the story of a Canaanite woman who came to Jesus begging him to heal her daughter. Jesus didn't respond to her initial cries for help. We are told he answered her not a word. We immediately think if he had just said something, anything to soothe her pain and show he cared, it would have helped, but he said nothing. As if Jesus' silence weren't painful enough, the disciples urged Jesus in front of this woman, send her away, she's becoming a nuisance as she cries after us. Finally, Jesus spoke. But rather than words of comfort, he said simply, I'm sent to help Israel. The implication was that he was not sent to help her. In response, she fell down at his feet in humble worship, Lord, help me. Again, Jesus spoke. It's not good to give the children's bread to dogs. Ouch! Not only had Jesus ignored her cries, but now he'd compared her to a dog. If any were looking on, they were probably thinking, what's wrong with this woman? Doesn't she get it? Jesus isn't going to help her. She's not even a Jew. Who does she think she is begging him to heal her daughter? But this woman wasn't concerned with who she was, or with her lack of qualifications for a miracle. She wasn't even concerned if he called her a dog. All she knew was who he was. He was the savior, and she knew he was the only one who could help her, and her faith would not let go. And so she responded through tear-stained eyes and quivering lips, Lord, it's true, I may be a dog, but even dogs eat crumbs from the master's table. All I need is a crumb. Lord, just a crumb. Then Jesus turned to her with tenderness in his eyes. It wasn't that he didn't care from the beginning. It wasn't that he didn't love her. It wasn't that he didn't want to heal, but he wanted to prove her faith and use her enduring, persevering faith as a testimony for the thousands who would need to follow her example down through the ages. At last, he spoke what she was longing to hear. O oh, woman, Great is thy faith, be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. Verse 28. And at that same hour, her daughter was healed. Would we have endured this faith test? Do we endure today when it seems God ignores our cries? When it seems he is answering others' needs while we are the outcast he can't possibly help? Do we hold on and worship him still and not let go until he fulfills our great need? The Bible tells us, And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. Luke 18, 7 and 8. Test 2 when God appears to have forgotten. In John 11, 1-44, we find one of the greatest miracle stories of Jesus' ministry, the resurrection of his beloved friend Lazarus. 
As the story goes, Lazarus became very sick, and Mary and Martha, his sisters, sent word to Jesus, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. Verse 3. Knowing how much Jesus loved Lazarus, they expected him to hurry to their aid. But instead of coming immediately to their side, Jesus sent a simple message, Don't worry, this sickness is not unto death, but it's for the glory of God. Then he continued to go about his work for another few days. While he lingered, Lazarus died. You can just imagine the grief in the hearts of Mary and Martha. Did Jesus forget his promise? Why didn't he come when we called? By the time Jesus finally arrived, Lazarus had already been dead for four excruciatingly long days. Meeting Christ with weeping, Martha cried, Jesus, if only you had been here four days ago, our brother wouldn't have died. In assurance, Jesus responded that her brother would rise, but although seeking to believe that God could even now do whatever Christ asked, again her response expressed doubt. Yes, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day, she replied. But Jesus wasn't talking about the resurrection day. He was talking about today, that day. But her faith couldn't grasp the possibility. Even when Christ asked for the stone to be rolled away from the tomb, Martha still protested, Lord, you don't want to do that. He's been dead four days. He will stink. How often we are just like Martha. We have no problem believing in the God of yesterday. We've read the Bible and we've heard the amazing stories. We have no problem believing in the God of tomorrow either. But today? God couldn't possibly perform the same miracles today, could He? We ask in doubt. Speaking of the written record of miracles in Scripture, we are told, These things were not written merely that we might read and wonder, but that the same faith which wrought in God's servants of old might work in us. In no less marked a manner than He wrought then will He work now wherever there are hearts of faith to be channels of His power. As we see in the story of Lazarus, sometimes God delays purposefully, and the delay is just as much an answer to prayer as is the fulfillment when it comes. Although it may have looked like Jesus forgot His promise initially in this story, He hadn't forgotten. He simply needed to prove their faith, and so He also proves ours today as well. Sometimes He allows our plans, our dreams, and our hopes to die so that He may prove us and build us, and also so that He may prove us and build us, and also so that He can give us something better. Will we still trust Him? Ellen White writes, There is no danger that the Lord will neglect the prayers of His people. The danger is that in temptation and trial, they will become discouraged and fail to persevere in prayer. Test 3. When the powers of the natural realm seem too powerful. In Matthew 14, 28-30, we find the famous story of Peter walking on water. Initially, as Jesus called him out of the boat, he moved forward in faith, and his faith in Christ held him. But then he took his eyes off the Savior and looked at the storms around him. And as he did, he began to sink. Oh no, what am I doing? I shouldn't have gotten out of the boat. How often have we done the same? 
Jesus has taken us down a road of faith. We've seen him work in the past. We see him working even now. But then our eyes get distracted by the storms around us. The natural realm seems too powerful to be overcome. Will we trust him even then? Or will we sink into despair thinking, it's too difficult, impossible. I've gone too far out on a limb. God can't possibly work now. Are you tempted to give way to feelings of anxious foreboding or utter despondency? Inspiration encourages us. In the darkest days, when appearances seem most forbidding, fear not, have faith in God. When in faith we take hold of His strength, He will change, wonderfully change the most hopeless, discouraging outlook. He will do this for the glory of His name. L.B. Kalman, author of Streams in the Desert, writes, In the lives of all the great Bible characters, God worked thus. Abraham, Moses, and Elijah were not great in the beginning, but were made great through the discipline of their faith, and only thus were they fitted for the positions to which God had called them. For example, in the case of Joseph, whom the Lord was training for the throne in Egypt, we read in Psalms, the word of the Lord tried him. It was not the prison life with its hard beds or poor food that tried him, but it was the word God had spoken into his heart in the early years concerning elevation and honor. But it was the word God had spoken into his heart in the early years concerning elevation and honor which were greater than his brethren were to receive. It was this which was ever before him, when every step in his career made it seem more and more impossible of fulfillment, until he was there imprisoned and all in innocency, while others who were perhaps justly incarcerated were released and he was left to languish alone. These were the hours that tried his soul, but hours of spiritual growth and development that when his word came, the word of release, found him fitted for the delicate task of dealing with his wayward brethren with a love and patience only surpassed by God himself. Kalman continues, No amount of persecution tries like such experience as these. When God has spoken of his purpose to do, and yet the days go on and he does not do it, that is truly hard but it is a discipline of faith that will bring us into a knowledge of God which would otherwise be impossible. Oh, that we would keep our eyes on Jesus, the only one with the power to enable us to walk above the waves and the sea. Oh, that we would trust Him even in the midst of the storms, even when the fulfillment of God's promises seem impossible. He's more powerful, far more powerful than any storm we will ever encounter in this life. Test 4 The final test when God seems to have failed. Matthew 27 gives us the painful story of Christ's crucifixion and death. This is probably the hardest test we will ever endure as Christians. How do we explain to the world around us our faith in a Savior who seems to have failed? Imagine the grief of the disciples at the cross when Jesus allowed himself to be tortured, condemned, and finally crucified. You are the Messiah, aren't you? Aren't you? I can almost hear them asking with questioning tears. If you are who you say you are, how could you let them do this to you?
The Pharisees and Sadducees mocked Christ's followers. Some savior you followed. He can't even save himself. How could he save you? Defeated with broken hearts, the disciples watched as Satan appeared to have achieved the victory. Yet through what the disciples thought was defeat, God had won a greater victory and a greater glory. The Bible tells us in 1 John 5, 4, This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Will we hold on by faith and pray until we see victory? When God appears silent, will we pray through? When He appears to have forgotten, will we pray through? When it seems impossible in the natural realm, or when it appears that He has failed, will we still trust Him and pray through? We are somberly warned. The season of distress and anguish before us will require a faith that can endure weariness, delay, and hunger. A faith that will not faint, though severely tried. At that time, no mere profession of faith will save us. No, we must have real faith in Christ. This will be our last great test, and only he whose faith endures to the end will be saved. Matthew 10, 22. As we close this chapter, let us remember that if we want to have the rare commodity of persevering faith that can stand even when we don't see the immediate answer to our prayers, we must feed our faith with the Word. We must reflect upon the promises, and when trials come, we must cling to the Lord with a faith that will not let go. In addition, we should fill our minds with the true life testimonies of those who have walked this path before. There are many such testimonies, even from modern day, and these faith-building stories will encourage our own. Of course, one of the best faith-building stories is told in the book, The Great Controversy. What a powerful testimony the apostles and Christian reformers throughout history have left for us. This is the kind of testimony we need today. Let us walk by faith, talk faith, feed faith, live faith, and persevere in faith. God wants to do more for us, and He's daring us to keep asking Him for more in faith. Remember, regardless of what lies ahead, our God does not and will not fail. We can trust Him. We can trust His Word even when he's silent.